For me personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, but each person deals with it differently. She said that's, and that's on period. You'll never light a candle to me. <laughs> and that that's on the, what? That was the equivalent of you'll never be glamour. Yeah, you'll never be glam. Dang. Venus, you better say that. That is exactly what I'm, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's that. It's like, I'm not even going to. There's nothing to argue about. Right. Okay? Because Write you what you want. You don't compete. You don't compare when you don't compete. Hello? Okay? <laughs> so this was in regards to um, one of the main topics that we're going to talk about today with Naomi, Naomi Osaka dropping out of the French Open at Roland Garros. Uh, what else are we talking about? We have lots to discuss. And so what we're watching this week, I am talking about a couple of different things in Wu Chow that make me say, ooh. Uh, bear fight? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> like, what is going on? People, are, I mean, people they, getting these vaccinations and they just turn it they, up. They boost it up. <laughs> they think that they done got, they think they're mutants now. And so, I mean, we had that to talk about. Mary J. Blige. Yes. Um, Chick-fil-A. And we're also, because this is now Pride Month, we, let's talk a little bit about Pride as well. Ooh. So that's going to be coming in our spill segment. Uh, child, look, I'm ready to start my weekend. So let's get on with this show. Let's do it. It's me, Trenton Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And you're listening to Cold Pop. Yes. So we have had a lot go on this past week. I've been super busy. Yes, you have. Um, Can we also just take a moment, just how hot it is in Chicago right now? Yes, it's that time. It's that time. Turn the AC on Power Ranger. Let's get it right. (laughs) Remember that video? Yeah, listen on Power Ranger. Turn this on Power Um, Ranger. Oh um, so, yeah. What's been going on? How's your week been? Uh, the week is good. So this past week was my old man's like birthday, and oh, so yeah. we had like lots of. And when you say old man, events. we mean old. Now, yeah, very much old man. Um, and so we had lots of events and things like that going on, but um, it was also really rough for me because the Memorial Day holiday threw off my entire. Oh week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just threw off my entire week, like. I have not caught up on my TV shows. Um, we gonna have plenty of time over this past weekend or the, the week, whatever. Speak for yourself. I'm I'm booked, oh, booked excuse and me. busy. Excuse me. Okay, but I did get a chance to watch a couple of things. Okay. Uh, this week. So the first thing I want to talk to you about are the Upshaws on Netflix. Okay. Have you seen this? I saw an episode. Okay. Um, my initial thoughts were. BET plus. <laughs> I want Netflix to start being a little bit more selective. Can I be honest? Are we being honest? Yeah, that's what that's what we're here for. I didn't like it. 
Okay. I didn't like it. I love the cast. I love everybody who's involved. I'm glad Wanda Sykes is there. Kim Fields. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mike, Mike Epps. Epps. Yeah, but I just... It's kind of like the show with Jamie Foxx and the, his daughter. I didn't like that show either. It, gave, it was giving me very BET+. And that's no shot day. But <laughs> I'm gonna be saying that from now on. It's too. like I, I I was a little. What did you not like about it? Let's give some constructive criticism because we don't want to just hate for the sake no, no, of hate. No, 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 no. I think for me there, I don't know if the I, I don't know if the cast works. I think the cast has a oh, lot really? of great people, but I don't know if the cast works as it is currently standing. Say their names. Who doesn't work? Um, I'm not gonna. I, and you know what? I don't have the. I don't have the full intel about what doesn't work or who doesn't work. Number one, why is Wanda Sykes walking with a cane? Maybe that's her character. Right. How old is she supposed to be? Because I'm confused on she why... she got to be old to have a cane. She could have a leg injury or something as part of her character I development. Just, I mean, I guess, and we, I guess we, and they never talked about it, so it's just like this right. cane that just kind of like popped there. up and yeah. just like, oh, okay. Okay, I thought you... All right, hey, go ahead and do it. Um, Kim Fields, I think, is TV royalty, comedy gold. Right. I don't know if this is it. I don't know if this is the role for her. I, I think... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I don't... You know what? Hmm. And maybe it's... You know what? Let me say this. Maybe it's the combination of her and Mike. You don't, don't like them it. together. Oh, I don't Oh, it's it. like husband and wife. Yeah. Okay, I can kind of see that. I can... How do you feel about the baby mama character? Now, this is the girl that's in Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, oh, yeah. yeah Gabrielle. Yeah. Gabrielle Dennis. Yeah. So, what... Did you have any thoughts on her? Uh, I don't really have any specific thoughts on anyone individually. I just okay. did not... I just don't... I'm not... The show is not for me. I'm so not So, where's your constructive... That. Oh, you don't have any constructive criticism. No, my, well, I mean, you. it's just... The show's not for me. I don't have anything to, like, make it better. I mean, it's a sitcom. It's a 30-minute, if that... Uh, I think my mom would watch this. Sitcom. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just... I, th I don't think I'm the audience for this show. Hmm. So, therefore, it's, it's not for me. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, the other show that I watched was Family Karma, oh, which is on Bravo. <laughs> so this is my, um, I love, I absolutely love this show. This is season two of Family Karma on Bravo. I don't feel like they got their fair shot with season one. I think that mm -hmm. Bravo was testing this out. It was um, more like a, you know, a test drive. So for those who don't know, Family Karma is set in Miami and it's a reality TV show that basically follows the lives of nine Indian American um, friends um, as they navigate career, life, marriage. Um, the beautiful piece about this is that their families are very much intertwined throughout the show, hence the name Family Karma. Right. And so their moms, their dads, their grandparents, because in the Indian, um, in the Indian culture, you have a very strong connection to your family. Absolutely. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these adults are living, are like grown people living with their parents. Um, and so, um, you know, imagine 30 year olds, uh, living at home with mom, with dad until they are actually married yeah. and, you know, mom, dad, uh, grandparents are really pushing the idea of marriage. And if you're married, it's pushing the ideas of babies, all of those things. And so having these, ha having these 
young Indian Americans who have grown up in America and, you know, right. together with all of these kind of ideals and customs as the background really makes a very interesting show. Um, I love all I love all of the characters. I will tell you my favorites, of course, are uh, Anisha, who I love. I do also love Monica. They're actually right now fighting. Mm-hmm. Um but also Brian. Those are my three. Those are my three. Fra- those are my three favorites right now. But with season two, we've introduced the Patel family. Okay. Um, now I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna give the full background on the Patel family. But the Patel family in this small community in Miami, they are that girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are the family. They're one of the largest families. One of the wealthiest families. I was say, do they have money in it? Yeah. And so. Uh, season two, we bring on two Patel, we bring on two brothers, Sean and Dylan Patel, who are kind of the heirs of this Patel empire, um, and now they have joined the cast. And baby, they did not disappoint. They they came on starting stuff from the beginning, um, and so it was really interesting. I'm I'm here for. I'm really excited about the season. What about you? What's going on with you this week? Uh, so this week has been pretty laid back. Not a lot going on. Finishing up some projects and stuff like that. But I want to just get right into it. Let's let's talk about it. What we've been watching this week. You have... Okay. We have you had... Have, no, you. Let's no, say you. Well, no, no, no. We have had multiple conversations about what took place on these previous two episodes of Legendary. Let's say I've entertained conversations. Let's We've ahead. had some good constructive conversations. Okay, go ahead. Um, spoiler have- alert, we're going to be talking about episode seven specifically. Um, and so if you haven't watched, you can skip ahead. But if not, let's get into it. So right <laughs> off of the bat, let's just talk about how House of Tishi got eliminated. Legendary, legendary, uh Legendary, legendary. Um. <laughs> Let's talk about how House of Tishi got eliminated this week. Right. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Number one, you're hurt. I'm a little mad. You're number two, and I'm a little annoyed. Yeah. Number three, um, and so I've broken these down into like stages of what I want to talk about, and I'll move through these quickly, but. Obviously, jump in whenever you're ready because I know you have a lot to say on this too. Go ahead. I have, and if, y- if if y'all know from last season, we've talked about last season of Cold Pop and last season of Legendary. We've talked about how kind of suspect the judging can be sometimes. We've talked about on this season. Yeah, but I just feel like it is just so blatant now. And it is, I've had enough. <laughs> it's very highly produced. I have the, had it enough. The, how they are doing this show is very similar to what we've seen in lots of different other reality TV shows where the production trumps the actual competition. Yeah. Like, so first off, the judging is just so inconsistent. Okay. It's like, it, this is a popularity contest now. This is no longer a competition. It's who the judges... Who who are the judges' favorites? Not who has done the best. Okay, and that I have a problem with. Okay, um, you thoughts. don't think Tishi was a favorite? A favorite amongst the judges? I think Tishi has been doing had done an amazing job that they didn't have a choice but to give them like their tens. Yeah, but uh, clearly from this episode, episode seven, they were not the favorites. They were not because the they favorite. should not have gone home. So they were not the favorite house this uh, episode. So no. no. Um, I will say this. I will say this. While I do think the judging 
definitely is inconsistent. I think it's highly produced. I feel like that there are people in their ears telling them what to say, who right. to give feedback who to, to give, who, who to give tens to, who to give constructive feedback to, who to kind of really press and push hard on, you know. Right. I think that they have people doing all of that. It is a TV show. I will say episode 7 of Legendary Tishi did not perform to their usual standard. And neither did any of the other houses. I think a lot of them didn't. I don't like, the only house that did well was Miyaki Mugler, let's agreed. be honest. Mm-hmm. The other four houses did not do well. I but that. I just, I feel as though, and I've we've said this already, I've said this to you already, they should not have even been in the bottom. Like, this makes no sense. It should have been Balenciaga and Orichi in the bottom. Okay. And what really makes me annoyed is when they pick and choose to award the houses 10 points. Can I can I just point out something really Please. quickly? I know you guys can't see this because it's clearly a podcast, but you have put judging on the sheet twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Sure did. And so the first one the judge the first judging is for the inconsistencies. Oh, okay. The second judging oh, okay. the second the second judging on here, two of them have got to go. Oh. Yeah. Two of them have got to go. Oh. And you want to know who those two are? Say their names. Yeah, two vague. Say their names. I'm sorry, Jamila and Megan have to go. Both of them have to go. Yes. Okay. Both of them have to go. I'm sorry. I know Jamila is probably, I know, I think she's an executive producer. producer, Yeah, she's So she can work behind the scenes, but she should no longer be a judge. Okay. Megan, I love you, girl. Hot girl summer. Love the music. She should not be a judge anymore. She's got to go as well. Laomi and Law should be the only two judges. They need to bring in another ballroom judge and let Deshaun be the tiebreaker. Period. And stop having so many damn celebrity judges who don't know what they're talking about and only regurgitate what the other judges are saying and give the exact same scores that the other judges give. Like, there's yeah. no, there's nothing added by the celebrity judges. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not giving any constructive criticism. They're not giving any unique perspective. They're not giving any, like, helpful tips. They're literally just saying what Laomi says and then giving the same score as Laomi. Yeah. We don't need them. We don't need them. Let them go. Maybe like a guest judge every other episode or something. We don't need them. Now, do you feel like that there is, because I know that some shows will do this, as we've seen mm-hmm. with like American Idols, we've seen with a couple of other kind of like talent competition shows, is that they do kind of bring sometimes someone in who is not as versed to kind of give like the everyday opinion of like what it looks like of this is, okay, well, you know, based on my little knowledge this mm-hmm. is what i like and this is what i don't like right do you feel like that there's a is there something to be said about that or you feel like it's just unnecessary at this point from what i've seen it's unnecessary okay i think in place of the celebrity judge i know this is not like something that could go on through the whole season or probably shouldn't bring back the winning house from last season the father of the um father of balmain he should be a guest judge I mean, they won clearly. Number one, they know ballroom. Number two, and are probably well, more. Well, they bring a lot of the, those houses back to work with the uh, houses behind the and scenes, and we barely even see them. Um, we so, we hardly ever see them in the yeah. where they're like choreographing their routines. So they do kind of. I know yeah. that they do have some input from them. Um, it's just not. It's not there for the show. Yeah, I think for me. Um, I definitely, I mean, you guys have heard me say it on this podcast. I love House of Tishi. Love. I, de- I definitely, that they were my favorite house um, on the show. I can't say that I'm completely surprised 
by them being um, by them being eliminated just because I know that that it's a TV show. And we'll get to that because um, I want to talk to you about that too. The second, I, I, I definitely because I, yes, I agree with you on that point. The other things I want to talk about really quickly though are the camera work. The camera work is so shoddy. Like when the performances are happening, why am I looking at the judges? Why do I why why do we have more shots of the judges than the actual like we miss so much from the performances because they're too busy trying to show the judges reactions. And so like we okay. miss a lot of the goo like that moment when um and Balenciaga when Shannon took the wig off. We totally missed that moment. Like we just saw her bald head. Like we didn't see her take the wig off. Like why are we not seeing these things? Like, the camera work is so shoddy. And then also in the episode, when they had the boxes up, we couldn't see half of the people in the boxes doing the hair performance. Like, the lighting was wrong. The camera angles were wrong. They kept switching back to the judge. Like, who is editing this show, number one? And then who is camera blocking this show? Because they need help. It needs work. Okay. The lighting is wrong. The blocking is wrong. Period. So I think you put your resume in. I think I, I you think I resume should. and I think that you go and you say, "Hey, I have a lot of notes." A lot of notes. And this is what I this is what I want to see. And another thing, before we get before I get to your point, <laughs> okay. the point system. The point system is shoddy, it needs to be reworked. I'm fine with giving the tens, giving whatever your score is initially for the house's performance. Yeah. What I'm not fine with are the phantom 10 points that show up out of nowhere. They're uh-huh. just so conveniently be in favor of Balenciaga. It's definitely helped Balenciaga both Twice. Times. Yeah. Both times that we've done it, it definitely went to help out Balenciaga. So why is it only happening when Balenciaga's in the bottom? Why is it not happening for any of the other times? Like, it's well, like they, they brought it out now for the... So the challenges have now kind of been brought out, what, the past three times. The second time that the challenges happened... They won money right. instead because no one was going home. So I guess the point system was null and void for that episode because no one was going home. So it was like, if we are going to do something, let's give them money. But they didn't even make an announcement at the beginning of the season, like oh, when or like when after the grand, the two episode grand march when we got into like the actual competition. Right. Nobody said anything about like in the second category, houses will have a chance to earn ten points. It just showed up. And yeah. then, like, the next time Deshaun made a, no- a comment about it, saying, in the second category, the houses will be able to earn 10 points. But, like, where did it come from? It wasn't in the first season. And, again, it only seems to be benefiting Balenciaga yeah. when they're in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And now to get to your point, I understand. And I and I say this having experience. You've had ex- We've both been on prof- professional sets. We've both been involved in the production process. We know what happens behind the scenes. I understand that this is a TV show that they're putting on, but come on. We've got to be fair, at least. So, okay, being fair. If it's going to be a competition. Yeah, so let's be fair, right? So let's talk about it. Okay. So let's be fair. Okay. So basically what happened was is that um, because Balenciaga got the extra 10 points, that then moved them, them to up the first place. to the first place. And, well, not first place. Well, but it moved. It boosted them up higher. And then um, that left space for then House of Arici and House of Tichi to be in the bottom. Now, with that, there was a battle. There was. There was a battle uh, between uh, Simone and from Father, Tichi. And Father Amari. And Father Amari from, from Arici. Uh, Arici. 
I mean, Father Amari did he that. Won I thought they both the did battle. good. I, I thought they both did really well. I, I I give Simone. It was very also tough. All of her stuff, but I think when I look at it, I definitely saw Amari kind of rise above. Absolutely. And nobody's I well, I want to say no, I speak for myself. I'm not taking that away from Father Omari. Okay. He did the damn thing. Absolutely. So, My issue is that Tishi okay. should have never been in the bottom to begin so with. So they just should have been scored higher they, so that they wouldn't have been in the well, bottom. Well they were and that's the that right there is the problem. They were scored high and still ended up in the bottom. And that's where I'm like my mind is blown. They got like a 40 like there were two other houses below them. And I'm confused as how they ended up in the bottom. So Balenciaga and Arichi was below. What were below, we're and Garcon was safe because, and that's the other thing. Garcon got like tens across the board, and their performance was not. I'm sorry, Garcon but it wasn't almost tins. got tens across the board. They, they oh yeah, get, got like forty nine. Cool, yeah, but they were also. I mean, I, I, I think, I you know what, I will say I think. Tishi fell as a victim to circumstance. They fell a victim to TV. I think that they fell a victim to circumstance. I can't, from what I saw, because you watched the episode first before I did. Right. And you were like, oh my gosh, this is so da 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 da. I have to tell you, when I was watching it and when I was seeing it kind of unfold, I could see, number one, why Balenciaga got the extra 10, because I thought that, I forget who they had perform hands. In the hands challenge. Uh, I forget his but name he too. Yeah. Killed it. He fucking killed it. And then when Tishi had to go in battle, Omari did he, he did what he had to do. He did what needed to be done. And so I think for me it was just it was tough because I loved them so much. But in the way that it was shown, in the way that or I guess let's say the way that it was produced, um I couldn't you know, I couldn't say. I, I couldn't say that Arichi did not win that battle. Nobody. I, I just can't. I, and I have to go. And I have to go with that. I know. What nobody's you're, saying, you're saying that. Nobody's saying that. I get what you're saying. You're saying. You're saying. Oh, Tishi should have just never been in the bottom. It should have never just, been in the bottom. It felt like a setup because even in the second category, like I was telling you earlier, some of those houses shouldn't have been chopped. I can see I'm that. I'm confused on why they got mm-hmm. chopped. Like the, the the green box and the purple. The, it was the purple box and the red box battling at the end. Yeah. The green box and the blue box shouldn't have been chopped. The yellow box, I think it was a yellow box, was the only one that wasn't really doing that well. Maybe that was a Tishi box. I don't remember. But several other boxes shouldn't have gotten chopped. And there were some shady chops. And to me, had they not been chopped, Balenciaga would not have won that category. And so it makes me feel like okay. that they were setting it up because they knew they already have, they've already chosen who they want to win this series. I do feel differently about Balenciaga. Now I, I do feel differently about what you said about Balenciaga shouldn't have won the hands challenge. I thought that they did really well. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean. At the end of the day... It's a TV show. It's, <laughs> this is what it is. And yeah. you, know, you kind of have to be like, oh, well, this... Um, okay, so for me, right? Yeah. I'm looking at this from a production standpoint. So right. let's take it back from a production standpoint. Okay. Uh, I mean, if people are saying that... I think you saw in the in the episodes, everyone was saying who their competition was, was House of Tishi. Tishi. House we gotta of get Tishi. Tishi out. We yeah. gotta get Tishi out. We gotta get Tishi out. And so... I don't think that the producers wanted to see a house come through and bulldoze the entire competition, which what 
which really was happening with House of Teaching. Like, let's be honest. Like, they were coming every week, and they were killing it. They were literally killing everybody. I wouldn't say that they were bulldozing, but I would, like I would say so. because I feel like Balenciaga, Balenciaga is good. Miyaki Mugler is good, but I felt like over the past like three episodes, Balenciaga hit a slump because Honey was gone and they weren't doing so well twice. So they should have gone home. But the fact that Tishi does not so great one time, we're gonna send them home. Okay, like that doesn't make any sense now, to me. Now, do you think that? Do you think the judges were wrong in in saying like? Do you feel like that they should have sided and kind of because you know how Jamila Jamil is like, I'm I have to base it off the right. entire thing. Right. Do you feel like that the rest of the judges should have done that? No, I I agree with Laomi talking about well, we're judging the battle. We're not judging everything else. But I'm just still stuck on they should have never been put in that situation to begin with. That 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 scenario should have never been a thing to begin with. It should have been Balenciaga and Orichi in the bottom and letting them battle it out. But they don't want to send Balenciaga home, which is why they rig quote unquote rigged it. I don't. It now, is what it is. So do you think? So you you in your heart of hearts think Balenciaga will win this entire thing? I will be shocked if they do not. I don't think that they're going to win. They've gotten a lot of time. They've gotten a lot of screen time. They've gotten a lot of praise. Honey just came back. They, she, he's, she's, he's had. A, I apologize. I don't know what Honey identifies as. Honey has gotten a lot of profile. Shannon has gotten a lot of profile. Like it's it, as a producer myself, it looks very obvious. Like it's mm-hmm. in your face. It's like. Okay, Balenciaga's, I guess, gonna win unless Miyaki Mugler pulls something out. But, like, let's be fair out of the houses that are left between Garcon and Orichi, Mugler and Balenciaga, the top two are obviously going to be Mugler and Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, and, like, they live for Shannon and Shannon. So, if, if, if they do win, look at the material. I told you so. If they Will don't you be win. be upset if they do win? I won't be, no, I'll be just like how you feel now. I'm not shocked at all. Okay. I won't be shocked at I, all. I don't know if they'll win it. I think I think it's a little too easy. So what you gonna do if they do win? Why would you feel if they do win? Oh, I mean, oh, good, good for y'all. <laughs> good, good job. Um, I just hate being so invested in this and then like, I feel like as a viewer, the producers of the show, I guess, think I'm dumb. As an audience member, and they can like get away with stuff that's like, no, your audience is smart and they understand what's happening and they yep. see what's happening, and it's not right. These boxes, I don't get what I don't get why they went with the. Boxes. That was so weird, random. That was very silly. Like out um, of nowhere. I got. I think it was like an extra added piece to be like, hey, yeah, we're super fair. Like we don't know who is who. We're going based off of just what we see. It's not politics at all. It was a guise um, to be able to pick Balenciaga without having to show favoritism. Mm, got it. That's what it was. That's what it was. Period. We've been. I final. Do you have anything else you want to add to this? I know I'm long winded, taking up a lot of time. No, I mean this is this has been on your heart because this is now. Well, we talked about this for a couple days now. Yeah. The last so, thing I want to say oh, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say. Constructive crit. If we're doing constructive criticism. If and when they do get a season three, this is what I want to see. Ten points is too much for the second category. That needs to be chopped in half to like three to five points, period. Because ten points makes anybody the winner. 
by that scenario. And secondly, Deshaun should be the tiebreaker. There's no celebrity guest should be a tiebreaker when it comes down to those situations. Make okay. the tiebreaker someone who knows what they're doing, knows what they're talking about, and can give an effective and unbiased you know, opinion about who did okay. the best. Period. That's all I have to say. Got it. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Let's just take a moment, take a breath. Let Marcus go cool off for a little bit. And then we will be back with our beloved segment entitled Wu Chow. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. It's it's me. I'm back. It's, this is just Trent. Um, so Marcus is right now on a timeout. We actually had to take him out of the studio for a little bit. Things got a little heated. Um, and so... Um, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with Wu Child. I ain't go nowhere. I'm okay. here. Okay, he's back. All right, he's back. Um, I'm still here. Okay, come, can you sit down? Can you come have a seat? I'm sitting. I'm, I'm, Are you ready I'm, to do the show now? I'm still here. Yeah, I'm ready. We're not going to have a problem today. No, we're not going to have no more problems. Taquita, do we have a problem today? <laughs> Be mindful of where, where you, you are. Because there's a whole new batch of kittens ready to lick that milk. No, all right. Well, let's go ahead. No, I feel you. Like I was, like we were saying during the break, I, I totally get it. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of feelings. As we saw with Simone, yeah. who had a lot of feelings. You know, people are coming to this competition, putting their lives on hold. It's $100,000. It's $100,000. And that could change. For a lot of people, that could change, you know, a lot of their circumstances. And so... Um, that should answer Megan's question because the whole time she was like, y'all need to be acting like you want this $100,000. Well, boom, there you go. Well, Simone definitely She did. definitely let you know. She let them know that she wanted $100,000. Yeah. And, and when she walked off the stage, walked back on the stage, cursed Set everybody out, piece and, and left then walked again. back off the stage. Fuck it up, leave, come back, fuck it up, and leave so, again. Definitely a Wu Chow moment. Wu Chow. Okay, well, actually, let's get into Wu Chow this week. Um, we have lots of different things to discuss. First thing, if I could go ahead and start. Please. Woo. Um, did you see this video of this bear situation on the fence? I just want to say that... People love their animals. You say people. I want to take it a step further. I think, because I've seen plenty of videos, white people are fearless when it comes to their animals. Let me tell you, because little 17-year-old Haley was not playing. So if you ha if you don't know what we're talking about, this past week, video surfaced um, of a, a bear. I don't know what kind Where of bear this they? is. This is in California. Okay. Okay. So it was um, in San Gabriel Valley. And it looked like a grizzly bear. It was brown. It, I, I have no clue. But basically what you see is there's a video of a, um, I guess what would be a mama bear and her two mm -hmm. cubs yeah. kind of walking along this backyard wall um, in California. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens shortly there after the video starts is that two dogs, two little bitty dogs, start to kind of come up and... Um, Oh, it says four dogs. Yeah, there four? were four dogs. Yeah, the Who two has dogs, that many dogs? The two dogs started, and then the other, the, the two smaller dogs came out first, and, and then they the came, two bigger oh, okay. dogs came out afterwards. Well, with this, the two dogs actually got into it with the bears. The other two came later, but 
in this in this uh fight over turf, I'm guessing, with a big ass bear, her two cubs, and then these two like little house dogs, a fight breaks out. It's um, about to be a and what? Then a bear fight. <laughs> bear grabs hold of, of one said of the dog. Yeah. Okay. He said, I can show you better than I can tell you. Now at that point, Little little spike, little rover. It would have been over. You just got got the overball. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. For, rest in heaven. Yeah. But not 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 for this not for this young white girl. Uh, little Miss Haley, <laughs> um, who is 17, runs runs full force. No fear. To the bear. No. I mean, no, no fear. fear. You have to see this video if you haven't. Um, it's all on Twitter. It's all on Facebook. Uh, shoves the mama bear off of the. Uh, off of the fence, and the mama bear has to let go of the little dog at that point. Yeah. Um, and what this is, I think, basically for me, is basically two moms fighting for their babies. I, hey, yeah. This is basically two moms yeah. fighting for her babies because Haley pushed that bear off, grabbed her two bears, and got up out of there. Yeah. Now, she got more nerve than me because I definitely would not have been going fighting Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> what did they? I, I, I'm sorry. What is it? It do take nerve. It really do. I mean, you have to go and look at the size of this bear. Paddington. And first off, my first question is, why is the bear tightrope walking? Are we prepared for something like... I think they were just crossing through. Like, I think she was just trying to get from one place to the other. That was the most convenient route. And the dogs ran out because they saw her the trying to cross. The bears were not having it. Yeah. And neither were the dogs. The dogs were like, you're not about to come up in here. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs were like, you're not about to come up here. Now, mind you, these dogs are pretty small. They're like little chihuahua Yeah, size, they're tiny like dogs. dogs. And they're so like, So that bear would have ate them care. up. So the nerve in that house. Whew. Ooh, child. child. So shout out. Shout out to them. Now, like I said, I wouldn't have been doing all that. But hey, she got her dogs out of that situation. So shout out to Haley. Ooh, chow. All right, Marcus, what do you have next? Um, So I just want to go back to what we discussed at the very beginning and Venus Williams' remarks and why she was prompted by those remarks. Mm. Um, so this week this week and last week, uh, the French Open is taking place in Roland Garros in Paris, France. Happens every year. I think this is a little bit later than it usually happens um, because of just some schedule modifications. But um, before the tournament started, uh, number two player in the world, Naomi Osaka, sent out a message saying that she was not going to do press for this tournament because she wanted to just really focus on her game and she was dealing with some other stuff. She didn't really go into details in the first post and just yeah. wanted to let everybody know. Uh, after that happened, she played her first round. The tournament officials and the tournament referee got mad because she did not go to her first press conference after well. um, her first round win, as she said she wasn't, and they ended up fining her $15,000. And all of the other Grand Slams hopped in wow. and were saying that there is, um, and pretty much threatened her with expulsion. Wow. Um, and so, because they threatened her with expulsion, Naomi said, well, you know what? I'm just going to leave the tournament altogether. And so she left. And then she brought an even longer statement saying she that she wanted to protect her mental health and how she has dealt with some really, really bad depression after her 2018 win at the U.S. Open. Uh -huh. um, and, like, she has really, really high anxiety. You know, she's an introvert. She doesn't like talking in public and stuff like that, which I get it. I understand. Like, anxiety comes in many forms. And she wanted to protect her peace. And so... There's a lot of rip, rip, rigmarole, yeah. <laughs> a lot of hoopla about it. Um, and then in the press conference, 
they were asking Venus and Serena, and that's when Venus was like, well, how I deal with it is y'all can never touch me. You can never be me. Even if you wanted to be me on your best day, you will never be <laughs> me. And that's on that. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about this? Well, this is one thing that I have seen kind of take place a couple of times. And, what I, and it was so funny because you used the Venus Williams clip. But I want to take you back to that clip of Venus Williams as a child being interviewed. Boom. After a tennis match. With Richard. And this, this white man talking to this young black kid about... Her being, confidence. About her confidence versus cockiness and all of this stuff. And dad, Venus Williams' dad, had to go in and shut Leave it, it down. alone. He had to go and shut Leave it, it down. Leave it alone. And so... It was funny that you used that clip because at starting you you kind of see this pattern, right? Yeah. Of there, and I'm not and I'm not going to just say with black women. I think it. I think this spans. I think this spans a lot of different sports, and I think it spans not only sports but gender and also different races as well. Mm-hmm. The way that the sports um, press conferences go, I've seen many of athletes walk out. Yeah. There is. The athleticism that is um, associated with professional sports is a very small component of the mental stability it takes to be yeah. able to prepare to be able to perform to that level. Agreed. And so if Naomi is wanting to be in the best space possible and be protective of that, she should not be she should not be fine. She should be supported because of that. Or there should be another avenue for her because for a lot of these sports, they're contractually obligated to speak to the press. Well, afterwards. this is my thing. Why does it have to be in this type of arena? Right. Why can't we exactly. submit questions? Is there a way that we can submit questions to Naomi and have her answer, you know, like through email or something like that? There has to be some... You can't tell me that this has to be the one platform that this has to take place in. So what I think should, what I would do after having some time to think about it. So usually when they do the tennis tournaments and stuff like that, after the win, they have an on-court interview. Then they go back to the locker rooms for like a brief second. And then they go and meet the press and get all the questions. In Naomi's case, the compromise should have been, hey, I'll do a little bit of a longer on-court interview since I'm already out there. And then I got to go. I don't want to do the press conference. That's what I think should have happened instead of just saying, no, you've got to show up to this or you're going to be fine. Also, this is them setting an example. Well, this is what I'm going to say. This is not the first time that the French Open has had an issue with a black tennis player. If you'll remember back in either 2018 or 2017, right after Serena came back from giving birth, she wore that black cat suit and they banned it. And they were like, Mm. can't nobody else wear a cat suit. That's not professional. That's not how we want our tournament to be. And they had a big issue with that. And Serena had to, you know, throw her weight around and be like, look, this is what we're not going to do. And so this is the second time now that they've had an issue with a black female tennis player. You follow tennis more closely than I do. Do you feel like that they do this stuff with other tennis players or is it just... The black girls. They pick and choose. Like Who for the men's side, okay. like if Nadal and I, the, I, the reason why I know so much, I'm a tennis player. I played tennis in high school. I played tennis in college. I've been watching tennis as, for as long as I've been alive. 
They don't do this with and the male I have tennis also, players. And I have also watched <laughs> tennis and have um, every have third a tennis year ball. have a tennis ball. <laughs> they don't do this with the male tennis players. Like if Nadal said he had an issue with something, especially at the French, they would probably move heaven and earth to accommodate him. Just because. Like there is such a huge gap in the way that female tennis players are treated and wow. male tennis players are treated. And it's an issue. It's an issue that needs to be addressed. I think for someone at 23, being able to have that self-awareness to say, I'm, hey, I can't do this. I'm not yeah. okay. And I, while I want to do my job, is there, you know, I, this component of it is greatly affecting me. Right. Um, and for that to kind of be done away with and dismissed and to have some type of, you know, punitive uh, fine. Right. I think is is way out of order. And I think the U.S. Open might be the next organization that needs to be brought up in terms of, you know, brought up on a national spotlight to make some serious changes. Yeah, I, and I mean, I mean, all of them, not even just the U.S. Open, but Wimbledon, French Open, all Australian Open, all of them. Um, I the, the last piece of this, Calm, I don't know if you've heard about the Calm app. It's like a help you sleep and meditate and all that stuff. They put out a statement saying that they would pay the $15,000 fine for any other player who wanted to skip their press conferences for mental health reasons. But to me, it's pretty much a foregone inclusion. Nobody's going to skip any more of the press conferences. I feel like this was just a one-off because Naomi had already expressed how detrimental this was to her well-being. They, and like, they just need to get enough pushback to be like, oh. It's just whack for me. So that gets a woo child. Got you. What else you got? Child. So in Kansas City, Missouri, KC is where you can find me. Born and raised. Widow Von Duke. Yes, oh, yeah. bitch, I might be. Oh, yeah. Um, Famed drag race star. From season 12? Season 12. Widow Von Du um, was recently arrested for a domestic assault charge. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, well, no, she was arrested. Well, I mean, just on the domestic assault allegedness. Well, okay, well, listen to this, and you tell me if this was alleged. Okay. Okay? Because I don't think she... I watched the video, so for those who don't know what we're talking about, Widow Von Du, who's a popular drag race um, contestant in, uh, in season 12, was videoed earlier this week in handcuffs, being arrested. In drag. And, 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 in full drag. In full I, drag. That took me out um, yeah. outside of her apartment building mm -hmm. for a um, for a actual physical altercation that happened between her and her partner. In her apartment. In her apartment. Um, in the video, she lets us know that this was a situation between her and you know An this, this white boy. <laughs> the white boy. I was like, so why he? I was like, why is he white now? I was like, it wasn't. He was. What was he when you was dating him? When y'all was all lovey-dovey. But anyway, um, she was like, because someone, a white privilege because he got his ass beat up and would not leave. She said she asked him to leave five times from her apartment and he refused. Uh, they said that this young man that she she beat up on had some, some pretty very injuries. Uh, needed 14 stitches um, after after this event. Now, when you look at the video, she's you know she's clearly stating, 
everything that was going on and making sure that people know, hey, I'm being arrested because of this reason. Someone was in my house mm-hmm. uh, who refused to leave and I was defending myself. Then she takes a moment to take a, a swig of the vape. Somebody, did you see that with the vape pen? Or did like put it in her Somebody's mouth. like, here, baby, just, just <laughs> get, get some of this and uh, to calm down. Just trying to calm you out. But, yeah, apparently the boy needed 14 sp- stitches in his face and in his head. Uh, and Widow Von Du was then escorted onto a van that was going to take her, I guess, to central booking. Um, I would hope that she's out now. This is the I last so. thing that we, the last thing that TMZ reported was that um, she was being taken, but they did not say that uh, she was being taken and booked, but they didn't say that she was released. I'm hoping, that, of course, that uh, she was able to get released. But this is definitely... Regardless of what the situation is, there has to be some type of um, check and balance. Right. Do you feel, and you tell me this, if someone is at their apartment, do you feel it would be appropriate to arrest them in full drag? No. I don't think she should have been arrested. If I'm at, at, number one, I'll say I, I don't condone violence well you know what domestic domestic situations they'll take you regardless of whatever whoever they feel is the aggressor if it's a domestic call um don't ask me how i know this if it's a domestic because you know that was gonna be my next question how do you know this? this if it's if it is a domestic violence call somebody is going to go somebody blink, has to leave blink twice if you need help oh baby no, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Look, please. He look. He know better. That was no. Blink no, no, twice. No, no, no. But no, I got so go ahead. somebody. If there's a, if it's a domestic violence situation, somebody is. No matter whose name is on the lease, somebody is leaving. Somebody has to go. All I'll say is, if I'm in my house, yep, and I've asked you to leave five times, and you've chosen not to leave, you're gonna get put out. Yeah. Within that putting out period, if you happen to sustain injuries to yourself, that is on you. Mm-hmm. I've asked you to believe. I've asked you to leave, and you've chosen not to, which means now I have no choice but to put you out. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I think that there should be. Well, first thing, I think that there was some check. There's some checks and balances that needed to happen. I don't think that they needed to take her in full drag. I think right. that was out of control. They were trying to get her up in this dress onto the van. She was arrested. It was just yeah, it too was much. Way I was like, okay, and not even that. Stop. The fact that the you said I guess the boy was white. The fact that he called the police on a black person, knowing what everything happen? that's been happening right now and yeah. what could happen, that's also very dangerous as well. Now, I don't know if he called. Okay. I, I don't, don't I don't know if that, okay. I don't know if he actually called. Okay. But what I will say is that I think, there, I think that you're right in what you were saying about like, because you, you were basically saying that if it's my house, why should I be the one that... like Right, why am happens, I getting like, arrested for defending my property in my house? Yeah, I agree. I think that there was... I think that there was some, definitely some other things that were underlying here. Yeah, clearly, I don't think we know the full story. Clearly how that they brought her to the police house and put her in booking in drag, I think is she out looked of control. Good. When she She did look good, but she was at her home. Like, she could have easily... Got down and, and, and then went and, with them and yeah. allowed them to go. I think that would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, this person, whoever has these injuries, um, her her boyfriend, partner, whatever. Ex, I think. Child, it bet after this, it better be. Hello. Okay. 
Cause you see what that you see what they do. Mm. The minute the minute it don't go their way, call the police. Okay. Um, but I think uh, there was this this stems I think a little bit more under racial, almost in borderline homophobic. I'm not well, gonna argue that. I'm, I'm gonna that. say it's both. I'm not gonna argue that. Because it, it was it was a little bit you're kind of making a joke of Widow Von Du right. with this, right? Um, so Wu Chow, definitely a Wu Chow. Uh, the only other thing I have I just wanted to talk about was um, Vanessa Bryant and this Mamba Sita shoe that I didn't know about, but after the black I, glitter shoe for her daughter. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna read uh, what she wrote, and then so first off. Uh, I got this from Twitter. You know, Twitter does the whole, like, gives you, like, the headlines and stuff like that. And so I thought that was very interesting. But it says, Vanessa Bryant speaks out about seeing the unreleased Mamba Sita shoe that she designed in honor of her late daughter, Gianna, and husband, Kobe, in the hands of another customer after she did not re-sign the Nike contract and decided not, not to sell the shoes. Now, this is a statement that she said. This is a shoe I worked on in honor of my daughter, Gianna. It was going to be called the Mamba Sita shoe as an exclusive black and white colorway on her daddy's shoes. I picked the colors in honor of her uniform, the number two she wore just like her uniform, the inside pattern, Kobe and Gigi on the back in gold instead of Kobe's signature, the inside shoe details, butterfly wings, halo, etc. The Mamba Sita shoes are not approved for sale. I wanted it to be sold in honor of in honor of my daughter with all of the proceeds benefiting <coughs> excuse me with all of the proceeds benefiting our mamba what does it say mamba sita mamba mamba uh, she has they have it on here twice mamba mamba sita sports foundation okay. but i did not re-sign the nike contract and decided not to sell these shoes the mamba sita shoes were not approved to be made in the first place nike has not sent any of these pairs to me and my girls i do not know how someone else has their hands on the shoes i designed in honor of my daughter Gigi, and we don't i hope these shoes did not get sold at nike so basically it sounds like something happened and because somebody, had, a, a, somebody had a prototype yeah there's a picture of somebody holding somebody up a shoe had a prototype and that's what she and tagged was, and and felt bold to post it to look what i got so I'm sure they're going to get in trouble. Oh, yeah. For sure. Fired. So, Somebody getting fired. Yeah. All I say is, Vanessa, go after that bag. The, the Nike, y'all about to get a lawsuit, honey, if y'all don't fix this. So, woo chow on that. Certainly. The last thing that I have was uh, regarding Drake Bell, everyone. I saw this. Yeah. So What from, is happening with these child yeah, stars? It's, it's an ongoing thing. I feel like with any, you know... You look at any group of, you know, child stars, it's always going to be that one. And so uh, those who remember Drake and Josh, uh, Drake Bell uh, from that Nickelodeon series was arrested earlier this week in Ohio. Uh, Now, this arrest was made um, based on a situation that happened in 2017. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Drake is being uh, being charged... He's being charged with attempted endangerment of a child. Oh, no. As well as disseminating matter harmful to juveniles. I wonder what that means. I'm thinking drugs. Drugs. I was going to say drugs. I'm thinking drugs or uh, porn or like nudes. Hmm. Well, no, I feel like if it's dissemin- if you were doing that, that would be like 
Wait, so he was... The charge is endangerment of a child and disseminating matter harmful to ju- juveniles. So if it was news, would that mean that he was sending news to someone I, yep, underage? Yep. Got you. Now, I'm not, like... We don't are, know. Right. Yeah, this, this is, is all what alleged. I'm thinking. These yeah. are my, these yeah, are my yeah. predictions. Yeah, don't but, be coming at us, right. child. We don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there was a internet chat that happened between Drake uh, and a underage... Um, Underage child. Didn't who they don't they don't specify boy or girl. Okay. Which is also interesting. interesting. Um <laughs> Yeah. Isn't um, this the same thing that Army Hammer got in trouble with too? Not quite. But, well, I mean like with the can the besides the whole cannibalism thing, but he was talking to someone underage as I, well, I, wasn't he? I believe or so. Something? Um Jesus. But so Drake has pleaded not guilty to this. Drake Bell is I Every time I say Drake, I'm picturing Drake, Drake, Drake but no, Drake, Drake Bell, Bell. Um, from Drake and Josh has pleaded not guilty, um, and he was arraigned, and then also he was freed later on oh, that okay. day um, uh, after posting bond, but he's been told to have no contact with the alleged victim um, of this case. What I am thinking is that because this is 2017, this had to be an investigation. There they had were to looking be, into this. This has been something they've been looking into for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either that or it's someone's trying to do a money grab. That too. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely uh, it's definitely a mess. His first hearing is going to be on June 23rd. So, Ooh, ooh child. child. <laughs> All right, well, with that, let's go ahead and take a break. And um, I'm going to come back with our spill segment. We'll be right back. And we are back with our spill segment. All right, everyone. It is officially June. That means it's Pride, Pride. Month. Yes. Hey, yes. happy Pride. Happy Pride to you, sir. Um, this is going to be, a, I think this is going to be a very different Pride this year. Absolutely. I think, well, first off, let's get, I just want to dive right into this. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Regardless of what our pride plans are, I feel like we could talk about that later on another episode or, you know, whatever. Yeah. What I'm really starting to kind of get into and what I want us to talk about today, Marcus, is we've seen all of these memes, all of these jokes about pride. Everybody now kind of hopping on the pride bandwagon. As far, when you say everybody, who do you mean? I'm talking about large companies and brands. Okay. You know, Doing the most <laughs> during Pride. During during Pride, did you see the Skittles that are doing the, the gray? black and white? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like the colorless Skittles and yeah. um, there's, I mean, there's just any you anytime you walk down. I was literally walking down straight State Street this week in Chicago, and just the rainbow flags are up anywhere and everywhere that you turn. Did you see the Target Pride suit? I did. I did. <laughs> uh, a mess. Now, I guess my question is. How do you view this? That do you? Well, first, let me ask this: Do you think Pride is becoming too commercial? Yes. Okay. So that was very quick. Now, do you think that it is a good thing or is it a bad thing? It can be a good thing because it shows allyship, but with allyship comes the work. There's more to go. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just give us lip service for the month of June and then go back to your regularly scheduled program. You can't put up a poster. 
Yeah, there needs to be work. Like, how are you helping be, how are you being an ally to the LGBTQ plus community? Yep. Are you funding scholarships? Are you making sure that there are LGBTQ people in, in positions of power or decision-making roles yep. within your companies? Are you, are you doing recruiting? the work to donate? Are you recruiting? Are you yep. actively going to search to hire more LGBTQ people to be a part of your company? Yep. There's so much more that comes into it than just giving me a, a, a pride flag bottle of vodka and calling it a day. <laughs> right. Right. Now, with this, I, I and I agree with you, I do think it's becoming a little bit of a double-edged double sword because, you know, it's great that there's all of this visibility and it start and you know it does open up conversation and it does start conversation but i think we're now kind of running into something very similar that we saw and that we do see with like a lot of like black holidays and black things like that hello i mean remember when we saw juneteenth and then of course everybody had a juneteenth mm -hmm. something going on so or right now I'm seeing a lot of stuff about the Tulsa massacre and stuff like that. Exactly the hundredth anniversary of yeah. the um, yeah the Tulsa massacre massacre. Now I think part of this is due to us wanting to have you know that more more visibility and have more of that conversation, which is fine. But there is also something that has definitely started to kind of be a trend with large brands and large companies of doing this. For this particular month and then being done away with it for the rest of the year, which is a problem. It definitely feels like a cash grab. Yeah. Um, where is, I guess my question is, where is the education that is happening during Pride Month? Hello. You know, I will say at least for like, when, it, and not to compare the two, but when you like look at black history, right? There's a lot of education that kind of goes out about the leaders and the people that have helped bring the movement to where it is. Uh, I don't see the same thing with Pride. Do you feel as though that there is, well, number one, I know the curriculum is not being taught in schools, no. number one. But then also, like, where are those dialogues happening? Because um, I, I sure haven't seen any. I haven't either, and, and I agree. I think for me and, like, I know that there are a lot of reasons that, you know, that us the lgbtq plus community celebrates pride excuse me but for me i from what i understand or from what i've experienced pride is about being able to like being at the pride parade or being involved in something pride oriented is about having the opportunity to be your true authentic self and whatever shape or form that that comes in mm -hmm. and i feel like because it's gotten so commercialized it's also gotten the, the commercialized side has tried to push a more family friendly version oh, certainly oh, of yeah. pride yeah. that has skewed away from what why we are initially, initially celebrating was. pride yeah what it initially like, was pride is you know the the queer the gay community the the not i don't want to say gay because it's more than just gay the lgbtq plus community being able to come out and be their true authentic self however that looks and be prideful about that because obviously it has history if had we known the curriculum we would know that that has not been the case for many many years yeah you know and that people have fought for that freedom to be themselves out in public out in the open without fear of retribution and or death and so i 
I definitely agree that there needs to be, number one, there needs to be a, an educational piece yep. to that. I want to get rid of, I want to, you know what, and this is, this is going to be, um, this is going to be controversial what I'm about to say, but let, let's stop, use, let's, let's get rid of the rainbow flags and let's start seeing some Marsha P. Johnson, um, insignia yeah. and likenesses. Let's see some Bayard Rustin, um, uh, insignia and faces. Let's see their faces on some things. Let's yeah. see some Harvey Milk stuff popping up. Like, let's really start to pay homage to the leaders and the people that helped bring who helped bring Pride to what it is today, so that it can be yeah. this huge cash grab for your company, for your brand. Let's start doing that. Let's get rid of all of the the rainbow flags because it is mainstream and it's family friendly. No, let's really start doing the education so kids can ask, "Hey, who is that? Who is you know?" Why is this person on a shirt? That kind of thing. But Trent, I'm going to be the other side. But Trent, that part's not fun. You know, that's not what people, that's not what sells. That's not what gets the word out. People aren't interested in history. And if you, so want, now fun, and if you want fun, create your own damn holiday. Okay? Hello? Because, and it brings me to this next question. I don't know if you see it here on the uh, uh -uh. outline. Have the straights taken pride over? Yes. I, I would also agree. Like I said, I think it's become so commercialized and, dare I say, a little bit sanitized. I'll speak for Chicago in itself. I, I mean, just from what I've seen over the years, Pride has definitely become that um, all-encompassing event for, like, everyone and for the right. city. Right. And um, Market Days has been more so kind of like what... Taking over of what Pride what should Pride, be. Yeah, or what it used to be. I'm not going to say yeah. what it should be. Which brings me to my next question. Um, really good uh, segue there, Marcus. Uh, what would an ideal celebration look like for you? The best Pride that I've been to uh, was in San Francisco. And it's one of the largest prides in the country, actually, if not the largest. I think LA's is, LA and New York is pretty big, too. I but beg like, to differ. I, I've definitely been to Harrisburg, Kentucky Pride, <laughs> and this shit is lit. And you and one other person were the only two there. But no, like, I'm sorry, what was your question? I forgot. I was saying, what would an ideal celebration oh, look yeah. like? And to me, first and foremost, the, the, the most important people in a Pride celebration... Is the LGB are the LGBTQ community members? So they should be given priority. Like this is for them. This is about us. This is for us. You know, like so. However you want to dress, however you want to express no policing yourself. Of what yeah, people can wear because no my kids are going to be here. Right. I don't think that that's nope, appropriate. That. Yep. Like the kids come second. Like. I, I I heard this. I think I heard Willem say this, uh, who's a drag queen. But, like, it's fine if you bring your kids and stuff out there because you need to expose them. Like, this is the world. This is yeah, part of the world. To, yeah. So they need to know that this is part of the world. People people that you work with in the office are, you know, are here and queer. Get used to it. And, like, they need to know this. But at the same time, stop trying to police what LGBTQ plus members are wearing and or doing and or saying during pride because this is for us not you this is not you if you want to help be an ally support yeah. what's already been foundationally put in place yeah. when it comes to like the history of stonewall the, the the history of Marsha p johnson and um sylvia i forget sylvia's last name um and by the bayard rusters and stuff like that i just 
I don't know. I I think that that's what would be that would be my pride, I guess. I think that there's a way to do both. I honestly do. I think that there is a way um, to have it be very visible and not so exclusive, like to be able to encompass. Because I think that that's, I think that that has been a lot of the the push to want to have more visibility to bring, yeah, you know, absolutely. to bring pride and like bring it on a national landscape and have it be recognized. And you know, is there a national holiday that we get, or is that you know right. that kind of thing? But there also needs to be some type of preservance of uh or no preservance preservation excuse i didn't me. say preservance yep. i don't think that's the word that's, uh, <laughs> uh webster's dictionary uh, no there needs to be some type of preservation of what it means specifically to the community and right. we need to we really need to be the gatekeepers of that yeah and so what that means for us i think um as the gay community, as the LGBT community, as being the voices when your company wants to do something and really, you know, making them be, make, making them not only walk the walk, but also talk the talk, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so once, you know, if they want I you agree. to leave, can't, hey, you know, we want to do a post for Instagram, like what, like, no, like, okay, let's do the post for Instagram, but also what are we doing behind What are the it? actions behind You know, it? like, yeah. uh, what, what, what charities are we going to donate to yeah. or how are we going to support? The post should be the last step. That Exactly. That Let that be the last thing that you yeah. think about. I agree. Yeah. So, well, okay. We'll see. Uh, taking back pride one day at a time. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. And then, uh, Marcus, what do we have coming up next? Oh, yeah. We'll get into our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. All right. We'll be back. you carry and we're back carry that anyways all right it's time for our signature segment fizz or flat trent tell us about it child see wait no we have to go back why child this is why we can't have pride now this is this is why the straights have taken pride from us wait do you want me to stop recording no 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 no. Uh i'm on my phone Uh uh-oh Child, police and paramedics reportedly called to JoJo Siwa's pride party for a drug overdose. See, this is why they've taken it from. This is why we can't have it. And this is why, you know what? The straight said, you don't know what to do with it. Who, wait, who had the drug overdose? Well, it def- hopefully not JoJo Siwa. But um, this is as reported through the Shade Room, okay? Ugh. Which I love. I know you hate the Shade Room. I, I... I participate. You're one I of them gays that eat at Chick Fil A um, and support the Shade Room. All of the stuff that that be doing stuff to all of that baby. physically harm you and work Child. against you, but yet you still support them. Yeah, that's me. You that's need to me. find some pride in yourself. No, I, I have plenty of pride. I'm just Clearly not, not. You are the cancel queen. Ain't no can- you, 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 you cancel. You do cancel. Funny that you say queen. that because. Every time I have Child. a problem with something, I never use the language cancel. I that do. always comes out of I your do. mouth. I do because and that's you will what not you do. put that narrative on I'm, me. I will. That always comes out of your Child, mouth. You ready I to cancel? Never say that. You ready to cancel? Legendary. I'm not canceling anything. I'm merely giving my opinion and my comments, and you can do with it what you want. Well, anyway, so yes, there was a 30 year old male at Jesus. the pride party who uh, suffered from an LSD overdose. Oh, nice. So that's why we can't have nice things, y'all. We got. <laughs> 
Jesus. No, well, I don't want to say a that. A mess. A Anyways, mess. let's get to our fizz and flat segment. Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. All right, well, in the long-running strain of reboots that are coming to a screen near you, um, Taj Maori has now confirmed that Smart Guy is going to be coming very soon. It's a brand new show. To Disney remember, Plus? Well, we I'm not sure of exactly where it's going to be, um, of mm. what, what this installment is going to be. What I do know is that um, Taj looks good. Always. One. That's the first thing. He looks really good. Uh, so shout out to him for that. But... The the 35-year-old actor is going to be heading back to Piedmont High. God, he's 35 now? <laughs> Jesus. I think that makes sense. It does. I would say we were all around I mean, the same he's age. literally been working since he was, a, I mean, a baby, baby. I remember him on, like, Full House. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, such a cute kid. So, yeah. So, we don't know exactly where it's going to be, um, the on what platform it's going to be. But they definitely are in talks for a uh, reboot of the show. Now, what I want to know is who is coming back. Because that show had all heavy hitters. Jason yes. Weaver. Boom. Okay? Essence Atkins. Boom. Omar Gooding. Boom. Okay? So, I so, love Omar Gooding, by the um, way. The dad. I forget his name, but... John Marshall Jones. Yes. That's his name. John Marshall Jones. Um... Uh, and can we bring back Destiny's Child? <laughs> <laughs> can we? Can we just bring them back too? Can we? I love it. Now, I don't even know what this show would look like now. Smart. I mean, it probably would just focus maybe around his son. I'm sure he would still be the smart guy, but maybe he's having to navigate family life and stuff now instead of just high school at a young age. Well, everybody get ready because Taj let us know uh, through E! Online News that it's going to be coming sooner than we think. So, Interesting. Yeah. So I give it a fizz. I am actually, you know what? I like the smart guy growing up. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a fizz. Yes, get your check and get your money. But I, I'm really having a hard time um, with all of these reboots. Where is the new programming? Uh, what We're in an era of nostalgia. And so you have, you know, the smart guy reboot, but then you have... You know, the Family Upshaws, reboot. The Upshaws. Well, that wouldn't reboot. Well, no, I'm saying like Upshaws, which is the new programming, which would oh, be considered right. new programming. Right. And just, it's to me, it's not quality. Oh, you heard it here first. So honey. where is the new quality programming? So It's that's, coming. Like in hope. the form of Quinta Brunson's show and Run the World. Oh, and... I, I, so I'm excited about uh, Quinta Brunson's show. I think yeah. Abbott Elementary is going to be really good. It's coming. Um, there's another show that's coming that I... Well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. What okay. do you have? The only fizz or flat I have, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Mary J. Blige. She has a new documentary entitled My Life, which will be out on June 25th on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely here for it. The trailer looks amazing. Mary is a legend, an icon. Certainly. She has been at it. I think the big gag for me is that... Um, I'm going down. She was, what, 18, 16? Like, girl, what are you doing singing about the blues at such a young age? Was she 18 to 16? They, they said like she was still a teen or something like that. I'll have to look that up for sure, for sure. Okay. But shout out to Mary. I'm excited for this documentary. My I question will be is, watching. is this going to just cover, is this going to cover 
the process of making my life the album or is this going to cover her entire life? I think it's a double entendre. So I think it's about the album and her actual life. I definitely want to know what happened. She used to date KC, I think. I want to know what happened with that. I definitely want to get more. If it is if it is about her entire life. Which I'm assuming it would be. We have to get the Kendu story. We, I, oh, absolutely. I, I need to get that story. But that was one of her best albums too. What was it? The breakthrough. The or breakthrough something like was that? the best yeah. album. Yeah, that was that was during that was right after the Kindu divorce. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm here for it. I think. I mean, she definitely deserves it. I'm. Yeah. She's. I mean, her career spanned a couple, a few decades now. And, and so. now she's an actress, honey. So I'm fizz all the yeah, way. For sure. For sure. All right. What else you got? Okay. So when I was talking about some of the original programming that I actually am excited about. I did want to put Fruits of Thy Labor oh, yeah. into uh, everyone's ears. And so this is actually going to be a one-hour family drama. Put, uh, it looks like Peacock is going to be doing this. Who is creating it? Uh, so I'm happy that you asked that. This is a <laughs> work of love. This is a fruit of labor from uh, our favorite, Billy Porter. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Billy Porter... Um, along with Dan McCabe, Greg Berlanti, um, are going to be working on this drama that basically follows three generations of an African-American showbiz dynasty. That's very fitting from Billy Porter. Navigating their way through life, love, politics, and career. This is as it's reported through Deadline. It um, sounds very similar to Empire. So that's what I thought. But I'm listening. That's what I thought. I think that if Billy Porter is at the helm, it's going to have a little bit more meat to it. Let's hope Uh, so. Billy Porter is no stranger to writing and directing, which I do want to say that because he is a playwright. Right. Um, He has directed, he's directed stage shows, but he's also, I believe, directed on Pose. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he's an Emmy winner. He's a Tony winner. Uh, I don't know. Oh, and Grammy winner too. Yeah. Is he going to be an EGOT? All he's missing this, is the he Oscar. Could, he could get an EGOT from this. Yeah. Um, well, no, because it's a TV show, not a movie. He could get a Golden Globe. Yeah, that's right. But it's not a movie. Right. Okay. We got to figure out how he's going to get that. I need to, I need to figure that out. Um, but... I'm really excited about this. The other thing that I was going to say uh, with this is that in relation to, if it was if it was about, if it was like Empire, the only qualm that I would have about it would be, the. I know the music is going to be right because his vocals yeah. are just out of control. And I, I want him in the project, though. I was going to say, well, the... the I mus- want him in the project. Absolutely. The music on Empire wasn't... What made Empire bad, though? I think so. I thought the music was one of the better parts of Empire. I disagree. <laughs> okay, okay. What song from Empire? Drip Drop? Is that what you like? I really liked uh, Look at My Body and Look at My Body. Oh, that was look, a don't bop. Touch. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Look, but don't touch. Don't this, touch. I'll give that one. Don't I'll touch, give that a bop. Touch. Yes. And then I think Jesse had a few couple of songs on there that I thought were no, cute. No, he didn't. You're mistaken. <laughs> I give the Billy Porter thing a fizz. I definitely give it a fizz. Fruits of um, thy labor. Also, 
Did you know that he's going to be playing the fairy godmother? In the Cinderella with Camila Cabello. I did not know that. I did, but I'm here for that for him, but I'm not here for this whole Cinderella movie. Like, how many times are we going to redo Cinderella? What's the point? It's Everybody loves that story, though. Um, so, yeah, it gets a fizz for me as well. What do you have? That's all I had. Okay. Well, what are your last and uh, final takeaways from this episode? It's time to take back pride. Who's with me? Girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was very... Um, it's very important to understand why we celebrate pride in the first place. I think you made a very good point talking about in order to like really go out and have fun, you need to have a foundational understanding of why pride is a thing in the first place. And so that means you probably need to go back and take a look at the Stonewall history and figure out why the Stonewall riots were a thing to begin with. Get a documentary, get a book, there read an article. Like, you have, There's a yeah. Marsha P. Johnson documentary you can watch. There's a Stonewall documentary you can watch on Netflix. Just Google. Like, Google is free, so you should learn that. And so I think once you get a full understanding of why pride is pride, then I think you will understand what we were talking about. Um, and so I, that's what I'm taking away from this and understanding that being able to show who you truly are in a safe space, number one, but then also in public with other like-minded individuals is very, very important. And so that's what I'm taking away from this episode. Good, 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 good. Um, what about you? I think for me, I'm, I, I go back to the Naomi Osaka situation. Yeah, see, with I was going to choose that too. And I feel like f- for me, it's it really kind of just... It, it, it more so surrounds the idea of keeping hold of your your own peace and knowing what's best for you. Hello. Um, so when Venus was talking about like you know it's that when Venus was what did the thing what she say at the very beginning the clip she said she, um, how I deal with it how I yeah. cope with the press is yeah. um, I know that at the end of the day none you of you can hold, play as well to me you don't, hold, me. A you don't hold a candle to me so that's yeah it's and just you like, never will <laughs> when you know when you know what you have of, of being protective of, of your gift. Absolutely. I think that that's what, I think that that's what kind of um, stands out for me in this episode. I agree. So, well, all right. Well, that is all that we have for you today. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, cold pop show on Instagram and Twitter, cold pop podcast on Facebook, as well as on YouTube. Yes, well, it's Cold Pop Show on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. What, I, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Um, don't then, be trying to, look, don't be trying to check me. I'm the social media guru of this, are you? Uh, uh, of this outfit. Where um, can they find you? You can find me um, on platforms at uh, Trent Rashad. <laughs> and you can find me on all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. All right, is that it? It's a long episode, I think. So yeah, I don't think it was that long, but I'm I'm having a good time. Uh, let's let's talk about something else. Let's go. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you got that no. right. Let's right. go. Until next time, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.